Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight on Sweet Liberty. Today is Wednesday. It is the 19th of April in the year 2006, and it's getting warm. Uh, it's, it's, the grass is getting green, the daffodils are out, and the little birds are singing, and it's just been delightful. And I hope it's as, just as delightful where you are. And I'm glad you're with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have Alan Watt with us tonight, of course. Um, and Alan, uh-huh. Alan has is just been invited on so many radio broadcasts, folks. I hope you can hear me over Grandfather. It looks he looks like he's getting a little slow, doesn't he, Alan? It could be could be the weather. No. <laughs> yeah, it could be or it could be a little screw in there that needs to be turned. Okay. Uh, let me share our spiritual message here. This is very short, very sweet. Listen to this, folks. Listen to this. Love waits on welcome, not on time. Love waits on welcome, not on time. Uh, so, Alan... Yeah. Uh, my goodness, we talked just earlier this evening, and you've got about at least three, I think, that you mentioned. And you're going to have to leave early tonight. Yeah. Well, at five till. Yeah, but maybe five or ten. Maybe ten. Not ten. I've got scribbles all over the place. No, not ten, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't have anything at hand prepared. <laughs> so you can leave at five till, okay? Well, yeah, but these little... little and things. I think people think uh, uh, that guys like me are sort of uh, either retired or living on a passion of this as a hobby. But that, they should know it's not like that at all. I mean, I, I cook for myself. I fix my truck, which I'm doing right now. And um, and all the stuff that gets mailed out, I do too. So uh, it's, it's not a hobby, you know. And it, it's not my income either. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I, I think a lot of people really do think that, that when you switch on a, a TV station, for instance, or a radio station, just because it's there, they think that you're you're professional and that's what you do, and that you get paid for it. And then you get paid for it. The money just magically rolls in. And uh, lately, I've been trying to get people it's on the website to donate money to Jason to get the sites up, keep the site up, and to help Jason out because he's sometimes we'll spend ten hours a day just on the website. Yes, uh, I, yes. Yeah. I understand that. Uh, is the, with the Sweet Liberty website, there's, I'm sure that I wouldn't be exaggerating if I said that each of us, Darren and I, have hundreds of hours in it, Alan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, over these years, even preparing an article to put it in. And, and just even taking a, one tape, uh, say, and then putting it on uh, a CD, and then formatting it for the website for downloading, that can take hours and hours. Yes. Take it for one, for one hour. Yes. So uh, there's no team, there's no staff here doing it all, and uh, um, I hope people maybe send something to the address on the site to help uh, Jason out. Well, let's put it this way. Let's ask anybody who's listening who appreciates the information that has been imparted by you, if that's the right word, uh, via this broadcast, and of course you've been on others, but speaking particularly to our listeners, if 
you appreciate the information. Maybe, Alan, I'm glad you brought this up tonight. And folks, this wasn't planned. Alan and I never know what we're going to talk about. But uh, it is true that, and, and Alan, I can relate to that. When Chuck was here, I always felt that I had a helpmate. So if I let the ball go on something, he'd pick it up. Yeah. Uh, well, like you said, you do everything. You know, you cook for yourself, and then, of course, you have to do the dishes, and you do your own repairs, plus you do um, engine repair on the side and yeah. and building and, and all sorts of odd jobs for your income to allow you to be able to do what you're doing. And, folks, I hope you hear this. I want to mention this, and I'm not saying this to be derogatory, because I think sometimes people say things without really thinking. Like you said, Alan, they just think automatically that, yeah. I guess, We've I don't know. We've been trained that way. We've been trained, you, you flick on a switch and there's the, the TV or the radio station. And, and we knew that, too, when we were on the shortwave broadcasting. And sure enough, uh, we asked for a particular help, and uh, some people did, most didn't. But, but most of them then would phone in after the show was off the air and said, well, what happened to you? We'd, we'd, we were always going to help, but they didn't do it. Right. And that's how it happens. One day you're not there, and what you're left with then is the established uh, opposition. And, uh, you know, the big boys, because they put their opposition out there, the superstars, for you to follow round in circles. And then you get no different, no unique uh, information whatsoever. You're back in the loop. I've had a lot of listeners call and say, I wish you were back on the air. There's nothing to listen to anymore. Yeah, it's a routine now. It's uh -huh. a, the shortwave is just a routine. Well, the thing is that the Sweet Liberty, the listeners, long-time listeners, uh -huh. learned a lot. And when they tune into the, the other broadcasts, they realize what it is. It, it, they don't realize, people, most people don't realize it is entertainment. Yeah. It is entertainment, and they're pretty well produced and and uh, the information. And there's teams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was one gentleman that wrote to me, and he said that he felt that people who do what we're doing and don't ask anything for it, and he wasn't uh, re referring to me or anything, but it just that he thought it was great that he could go to the website and download archives and things like that. Yeah. And that he thought that the people were really for real who did things without... Uh, for money. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, hmm. I said, let's look at it this way because I know I found this out, Alan. And I told you this, and this is God's honest truth. I went through my entire life saving. Uh, and I don't regret it. I don't begrudge it because at the time what we were doing was very important to me and I felt important to the country. But the point is, literally, when Chuck and I were getting ready to move here, and I went to close out my account. There was only $2,000 in it. I had a six-figure savings account, Alan. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and I spent it from 1991 uh, to the end of 95. It was all gone. Yes. And thank heaven, uh, heaven sent me Chuck. Because, Alan, I didn't even know I was broke. Mm -hmm. And when I got that $2,000, and I called the bank, and I said, somebody has been withdrawing from my account. And he said, Jackie... No, this was in Carlinville, small town bank. But he said they sent me every single withdrawal slip, mm -hmm. and it was there, and it was gone. And as I pointed out to this gentleman, I said, if the people who are doing what they're doing 
are doing it for free and they run out of money, guess what happens? Yeah. They can't do it anymore. Yeah, and also uh, I think, um, uh, I mean, there's two professions I could choose from, but I'd rather do something that's honest. Yeah. See? And um, and uh, I certainly could get, get by a lot better than I'm doing. Uh, I'm not doing this to sell anything. I don't make money even on the books, not which I make up myself here, but on the floor. Well, maybe you make four or five dollars, Alan. I mean, you did raise the price to five dollars. Yeah, but when I said uh, that, at my yeah. insistence, yeah. because I knew you were barely breaking even with the work, yeah. with the book. Because when you're only getting ten or so done at a time, yeah. you're paying through the nose for each copy. Yeah, There's and the, I also asked uh, for, for if you get more done, uh, is there a discount? And he said no. Oh well, see where I go, there is, uh -huh. but you have to have a lot. Like there's a little bit of a break at a hundred. Uh -huh. There's a better break at three hundred, mm -hmm. and at five hundred, there's a better break yet. Yeah. Well, you can't afford to do that because you don't have the upfront money to make the savings, so that if your book sells, yeah. and when I send them overseas, it's twenty dollars and fifty just for the mail. Just, just for not the, twenty. Not for the book. Not twenty. At twenty-eight fifty. To mail it. To mail them overseas. Yeah. What's overseas? Oh, to to like Europe and that. That's right, and, oh. and even the ones to the states that was going first class would would uh, would be about twenty bucks. I, I take second class instead. Yeah. Well, I know that the uh, I know it's getting terrible over here, but I I remember when our stamps were like twenty some cents a piece. Yeah. When I would get mail from Canada, a stamp was in the fifty cents. Yeah. So I know as ours has gone up, yours has got had to go up tremendously. And plus we have a uh, 15% tax on top of the price of the on the envelope. You have what? Because we're, we're, we're more democratic than you are, we pay extra taxes. So, so we pay 15% over the cost. So it's whatever they charge you is, is plus 15% extra. For what? For, for everything, paper, envelopes, mailing. Uh, yes, there's another 50% on top of the stamps. Oh, that's for their handling your mail. Oh, yeah. Really that's called handling charges, Alan. Yeah, yeah. You know, something you mentioned... I, I, I think they're called pocket charges. <laughs> they went in big pockets at the top there. Big yeah, ones. yeah. You mentioned something to me the other day uh -huh. that you... Well, and you didn't seem surprised I was. Uh -huh. You had have had a couple book orders, uh -huh. but you said that people aren't buying the book they're watching the video mm -hmm. you know free uh, on your website uh -huh. but there's that video it, it doesn't even compare to the information that's in your books mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that really br brings it home to me is that you'll use uh, in the book uh, with the diagrams and photographs mm -hmm. they're old they're photocopies yeah. of old books that we couldn't even get our hands on yes yeah. And it, it, so it, it makes what you're writing, it makes it ring true. And I remember one particularly, uh, one of the kings or pharaohs or somebody was like a hermaphrodite. Yeah, that's right. Who was that? Well, that's the famous Akhenaten. Akhenaten. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, there was a photograph up there. It wasn't Akhenaten. It's in one of the books, though, but... Might be your first one, but the the point is, I was surprised that so many people that go into your website and that go into Sweet Liberty uh -huh. are not ordering the books. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you said, well, it's part of the programming. People don't read anymore. Yeah. I, for some reason, held our listeners in a whole different light, mm-hmm. that they would be the ones that would, would, would want to get their hands on something that would uh, convince them or prove. Maybe they believe what you're saying, mm-hmm. but it's different when you're looking at these ancient writings and stuff and you see then you say oh my god what he said was true yeah um so i don't know what to say what, about what, what's wrong is, is the table everything now and i'm so surprised because apparently this is this a paypal thing which is a play on something people should say it over and over and they'll get it what it means but uh it's only been around for about five years or so really really big time and in five years, the people have, I don't know how to go to and, and buy a postal order anymore. Oh, or, they want or, or PayPal. Something. And they want instant, instant. You see. Oh, and, and I'm I wrote PayPal down all in one word. Uh huh. PayPal. It's PayPal, yeah. PayPal, yeah. It's, it's, it's the big V bank, you know. And uh, the the um. In five years, they're so conditioned that they're ready almost for their chip. But, Alan, yeah. I, I have always held our listeners in a... It, I didn't, it didn't occur to me that anybody listening to this broadcast mm-hmm. with the information that... I mean, even when you weren't on, but especially when you're on, the information that has been imparted from this broadcast uh, for 10 years it was actually eight on shortwave... Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't think that anybody would listen that really didn't wasn't seeking truth mm-hmm. and that was above not above but beyond or outside of the programming and well instead of buying a book and reading but to sit and listen to somebody or you know watch somebody talk and maybe it's be a lot of it it just this just occurred to me you know the news on on television oh yeah because they they people do have a tendency to believe everything that announcer's saying Oh. Maybe this is an override. Yeah. And they say, well, I know it so because Alan Watts said it. Uh-huh. You know how many times I said, you remember those first 20 broadcasts we did? Mm-hmm. You know how ma- I don't know how many times, mm-hmm. but I can remember so often saying, I don't know this is true just because Alan's saying it. Mm-hmm. Didn't I, Alan? Mm-hmm. I didn't disbelieve you, right. but just because you were saying it, I didn't know it was true. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, over the years and with the books that you've written... Uh, especially those first two. Uh-huh. Well, I guess because they were such eye openers to me. Mm-hmm. And then now, after all these years, it, you know, it's like listening to you on George Nouri. Mm-hmm. And I talked to another one of our Sweet Liberty listeners. She said there wasn't anything you said that we didn't already know because we had covered these topics so much. Mm-hmm. But she said, what a great refresher course it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But th- th- there has been such wonderful information imparted and folks I don't know it's up to you maybe you don't want to get Alan's book but maybe you'd like to help support the cause of the website one of our listeners and a friend of mine Alan Darren had put out a thing and said you know that if he couldn't get some help I didn't know this uh, because Darren has been uh, paying the cost of our website this whole time Uh, but he said he needed some help and Jerry one of our listeners that actually his help has just been immeasurable but he said well we can't 
let the website go down. Mm-hmm. So he called Darren and he said, tell me how much it is, you know, for the year. Mm-hmm. And he would finish it out. Yeah. A- and that's what I would think and hope somebody who has the funds to do it mm-hmm. or somebody who would be willing to say, look, I don't have a lot, but here's five bucks or here's ten bucks. Yeah. Because every, bu- every little bit helps. And it, folks... It helps. And it really is... Um as I say, it's uh, see this is, and I think even you know I haven't even mentioned this, and, and I think it's I think people are so used to hearing uh, the begging pleas from the shortwave. I know it. And from the big boys who are selling everything except the kitchen sink, and that will come shortly with a built-in shortwave or a light on it or something. And um, I'm selling nothing. I'm giving information away on the sites for them, and it's not because. Uh, I've got an ulterior motive as to selling anything. It's because I know what's going on, and the people have to get it very quickly. Where we're going, very very quickly, because the time is getting so short. They're being trained so carefully and craftily, uh, because the, the boys at the top understand their natures, how they adapt so quickly. They're ready for the cashless society. Um, they're ready for uh, having their whole life exposed by the government, which, by the way, is called blackmail. They're very good at blackmailing people. And, uh, and and some people will say, well, I've got nothing to hide. I know. Well, people should be indignant because privacy is an essential part of freedom. Privacy. And uh, he, over here we call it privacy, folks. Yeah. But I, I'm sure they kn- knew what you meant, but... When you say Pam, and then I have to figure out you mean Palm. Yeah. I want to make sure our listeners. Well, you, think you say tomato. <laughs> yeah. And you say tomato. That's it. That's it. Well, uh, I know. Uh, I always felt the same way when we were on shortwave. Uh-huh. In fact, it got to the point. You know, we'd get so far behind, and Chuck would say, "You've got to do a pledge night." I'd say, "Chuck, honey, not just yet." And finally, he'd say, "Look, I'll do it for you." Yeah. And he just, he dreaded it, but I dreaded it more. Mm-hmm. And yet here, I mean, it's like, you know, Chuck told them I didn't, but, mm-hmm. oh, my God, my life has been dedicated to this. Yeah. And and just w- one hour, four nights a week, mm-hmm. um, what you put into it as far as research and et cetera, not that I ever wrote everything down and stuff like that, but the preparation, the time yeah. that you give. And yet, and it was for them. Yeah. Because I knew it all or I couldn't have been sharing it with them. Mm-hmm. And yet, I hated to say, we need yeah. help here or we're going to have to go off the air. Yeah, well, as I said, Jason um, is qualified in the trade. He could be off doing it. And he's got his rent to pay too. And, uh, and, and he's quite content just to pay his rent and to, to scrape by to do what he's doing because he believes in what he's doing. Yes. And uh, that's a rare thing in this day and age. Believe me, that's very, very rare. Uh-huh. Because he knows how important it is, too. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll just leave it at that and see what happens. Okay. Do you, uh, I mean, just to make it easy for people so they don't have to look it up? Yeah. Do you want to tell them a little bit about the books and how they can get them or yeah. how they can write to you uh, if they wanted to? Well, these three books um, are really 
it's an eye-opener. I don't go through the whole history of the Illuminati to entertain you or anything like that. There's, there's, there's lots of fake ones put out there <laughs> for you to do and, and amuse you and, and, and amaze you. I show you symbols and symbology that's been controlling your mind all your life and you haven't even been conscious of it. From, and I show you the ancients, the, the, the symbols, etc. And what, what I've done has been much copied by the big boys, believe you me. And if I was to say something new today, I guarantee that I'll be quoting it tomorrow. That happened just, just this week, in fact. Really? Yeah, I mentioned on uh, about the secret societies on one of the other shows. And the next day, uh, um, a person in Britain who is well known for chasing crocodiles uh, was, was he's got. Well, are you? Uh, yeah. We can say names on this broadcast. That doesn't matter. The fact is, um, sure enough, uh, out came uh, a whole bunch on secret societies. And uh, I even mentioned the other day <laughs> on a blurb I did about movie <coughs> uh, about uh, one movie. It was called Enemy Mine. And my God, the next day of. Uh, the D&J show on the shortwave mentioned Enemy Mine. I thought, by goodness, you know. It's uh-huh. Because they must keep the big boys on top of all the information that's coming out. Yeah. And that makes it seem as though they see it first, and then they spin it, of course. Alan. Yeah. I, I wanted to say, uh, to say this tonight also. Uh-huh. Uh, on your behalf, but I, I believe that y- you're going to concur wholeheartedly with me. Uh, for example, there was one broadcast you were on, and you knew the background and bio of the person. Mm-hmm. And you're not on anymore because something came up and you told the truth, and they didn't like it. Yeah. And that will happen. Yeah. But um, you've been invited on some broadcasts that actually are hosted by controlled opposition. Yeah. And and I wanted our listeners to know I think this is important that just because you're on a broadcast with somebody doesn't mean that you endorse or embrace in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it's that you want to take the opportunity to get the word out to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Yes? That's it. And I think also um, since the world has been conquered, divided, and subdivided, etc., right down to the, the minute atom almost uh, division is what is the big controlling factor here by the big boys and sometimes it's better to try and converse with someone who's sworn out to be against what you stand for uh, in the hope that on a one-to-one basis you'll get through to them uh-huh. rather than cause conflict when, once you argue uh, the game's over uh-huh. you know uh-huh. So you can sow a seed here and there, and it's up to the conscience then, because that seed won't go away from that person. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Might be slow germinating, but the seed has been planted. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just, uh, I just wanted to say that, though, because I remember when Jim McCanny was on uh, Coast to Coast, and we talked about it, and I said, you know, the, the thing I'm I, that concerns me is that we know that no radio broadcast is going to be on 500 AM stations all over the country unless they're not, they, they're, what maybe knowingly or unknowingly, Alan, they're putting out disinformation. And then, then it kind of, I was concerned that he would get all jumbled up with all the rest. 
and but I told him I said I really understand it. it I don't I mean I don't have a particular uh, thing but had I ever been invited to go on there on a particular topic that I could talk about I wouldn't have said no Yeah, the, the problem today, um, well, it, it, it's so appalling and done into something which is just too small, but one of the problems today is that people don't know the difference between fiction and non-fiction. Uh-huh. And they've been trained that way for their whole life, actually, since they began to bring sport and entertainment into the news broadcasts. Uh, so half of it's Hollywood and half of it's supposed to be news until it's all sort of mushed together and there's wars abroad and people getting killed and then there's somebody getting an affair in Hollywood and some sports guy kicks a ball somewhere and gets applauded. It's all mushed up until nothing's real anymore. Right. And so people can't differentiate if what's real or not. And they've been caught up um, in, a, in a fictional entertainment type program uh, and their minds are being shaped for them um, un unawares. Because it's primarily through entertainment that you do um, preconditioning. You, you put it into their minds of a possibility to come. Yes. And once you accept it uh, in a fictional form because your defenses are down, um, when you start to see it materialize in your life, you don't oppose it. It seems sort of somehow familiar. And that's because it, it's predictive programming, they call it. It's a form of programming and they found this out in World War One in Britain when the BBC began its radio broadcast um, they were running so short of troops that uh, they, they used Tavistock Institute to, to come up with ways of behavior modification amongst the public and Tavistock suggested using fictional uh -huh. uh, plays on television Yes. and so every day at noon everybody would tune in and you're left with a sort of cliffhanger, tune in tomorrow for part two or three or whatever. And and that was how they started to put these ideas into your head. And, and of course, it's to do with war and bravery and heroism. And there was real people called Tom and, and Joe and James. And, and they're, they're here down in the trench is going to be killed. What will happen next? See tomorrow. Now, this is all geared at the youth to get them to join up. And so the youth yes. are very successful. And, and, and they... they Hair, hair, they make heroes out of the soldiers. Oh, they, and, and you know... They a, glorify they, wars, what they do, Alan. They do. And, and uh, the Pentagon has, has admitted um, uh, from two years ago they put millions into Hollywood uh, after 9-11 to put out these movies like Jarhead to, to get youngsters to join up. I don't know what Jarhead was, but... That means a Marine, you know. Oh, okay. But it seemed primarily young black guys uh, who who are really are sort of um, the ghetto types of of no um, no future ahead of them. Yeah, and suddenly you put a uniform on and your government suddenly respects you. You see, that's that's the message. Yeah. You, you get instant respect if you put that uniform <coughs> on. So really, all you are is a number to go off and get killed. And like Kissinger said, in, in the book about Kissinger, he, he said when he was asked the question. Uh, what did you think of the American troops? And this was in, in the Vietnam era. That was by Woodward and Bernstein. Uh, Kissinger said to the reporters, he says, well, he says, the troops are just dumb, Amer dumb uh, stupid animals who, who are used for foreign policy. Now, what more do you want? I heard David Lang from the Bank of Canada mm -hmm. on a tape. 
yeah. from the Fourth World Wilderness Conference. Uh-huh. He, he, he got up to talk about the bank. Uh-huh. He said, this is a wonderful idea. Unfortunately, the cannon fodder mm-hmm. that inhabit this earth yeah. would not understand a not-for-profit bank. It's got to be a profit. But that's how he said it, mm-hmm. that casually. Uh, yeah, he said, this generation is the cannon fodder in that speech. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kissinger said that? No, that was at the World Bank when I'm talking about. Oh, no, no. The this Kissinger one was his reply about the troops. Uh-huh. He was telling you honestly what they are. They are dumb because they're too young to know anything. Um, uh, they're stupid in the sense that they're the same propaganda as everybody else. Oh, we have to take a break. Yeah. Oh, I heard the music. Okay, keep your thoughts. If you'd like to get a copy of this program, there are a few ways that we can help you. You may subscribe at FirstAmendmentRadio.com for only $45 a month, and you'll receive an MP3 CD weekly of all of our programs. As a bonus, we'll send you a password for our audio archives online. That's a $15 value. Or you may request any month of any program on one MP3 CD for a minimum donation of only $25, or any single program on tape, MP3 CD, or CD, for only $15. You may do all of this online at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Just follow the instructions to make a donation or subscribe. You may also adopt an hour of your favorite program. Please don't forget that most of the programs on FirstAmendmentRadio.com are listener-supported. Don't do Internet? Then call 559-781-3773 and we'll be honored to help you. Thank you from all of us here at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. If you read the history books, the most often asked question to Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or War of Federal Aggression? John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Pass Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free? Or was it a war to enslave us all? Get this DVD and judge for yourself. War of Federal Aggression. Get this DVD presentation for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Call 559-781-3773. The truth seems strange only because we've been indoctrinated with a fiction. War of Federal Aggression. Get it today. Gold and silver is tremendously undervalued. Global demand vastly exceeds mine supply by more than 60% annually. There is little in the financial world more certain than a coming explosion in the prices of gold and silver. The U.S. dollar continues to lose value and respect as the world's reserve currency. Our nation faces challenges on many fronts, and a day doesn't pass without another economist bringing forth warnings of impending economic calamity. There has never been a better time than right now to acquire physical gold and silver discount gold and silver trading was founded on the principles of truth and honesty 
We believe in providing a quality product, quality service, and most importantly, competitive pricing. We provide all forms of precious metals, including American gold, silver, platinum, and rare investment and circulated coins. Silver bars, rounds, and 90% silver bags are on hand for the silver investor. Gold self-directed IRAs are available. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, that's 1-800-375-4188. Hear it first on FirstAmendmentRadio.com and FirstAmendmentRadio.net. Around the world and on satellite. All right, we're back, folks, with Alan Watt. Um, Alan, you were talking, well, you mentioned the movie Jarhead and how they use entertainment. Yeah. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. that's when a young guy can fantasize of being a hero because every young man thinks he's immortal. He cannot imagine death. And it's always going to be somebody else, and death is unreal, and it's in the movies yes. and so on. And uh, as I say, Woodward and Bernstein said that you know, about foreign policy. And we better realize that foreign policy is not dreamed up on the spur of a moment or the catastrophe or whatever. The what? Foreign policy, uh, policy right. is a far-ahead planned uh, strategy of, of money, economics, etc., and takeovers. That's what foreign policy is all about. So when, when, when uh, Kissinger spoke the truth, he said uh, the, the, the soldier is a dumb, stupid animal to be used for foreign policy. He was talking as one of the elite, knowing uh, that that is basically the truth. Yeah. They're, they're not going off to fight for the reasons they think they are. Um, they're, they're going off uh, fighting for a long-term strategy that was planned way in advance. And they should realize that. It, it's like Karl Marx said, that, you know, every system that's ever existed in civilization, and he was a mason, so he should know, uh, civilization being their system, of money and control and power, um, every every um, era has been basically formed on an economic system, and that's the system we live in today. It's an economic system, and war is about economics, and not for the public of a country. Well, you know they have multiple layers uh, for everything they do, mm -hmm. and remember when uh, Norman Dodd yeah. got those. Uh, uh, archives from what was it Carnegie Foundation? Yeah. And they said that they were going to set it. They set up a committee to study whether uh, there was any other way better than war if you wanted to change a society and a people and make sure they never returned to where they were. And this committee came up with the uh, conference came up with the answer and said no, there is no way better than war. Mm -hmm. And of course it is economic. And it is also part of the way that they mold uh, the people. Yeah, I, I think one of the, the keys to it is that, you see, the people who've always run empires, run empires by uh, the use of terror. And, the, the, and terror can take many different uh, um, approaches to how it affects people. Some are very subtle, some are overt. Uh, sometimes it's all shouting more than a reality, uh, like the bird flu, for instance. Uh, but the terror, none the same. Now, when when war ceases, and they know this, once they get the global government on the go, when war ceases, they have to keep everybody um, to legitimise the need for government, and especially massive government as they have. You must find uh, enemies everywhere, and of course that was the Soviet strategy. It's been well tested there. Because once the Soviets took over 
uh, or the Bolsheviks went in and the Soviet uh, regime began and uh, they took over all those little countries no one was invading them there was a little invasion by Britain for a, a, a sort of, of half-hearted attempt uh, but afterwards they were pretty safe no one was invading them and to hold power uh, the, the Soviets had to find enemies everywhere and that was a reign of terror you see that there was terrorists everywhere yeah. so the government had a reign of terror and they just picked people up all over the place accused them of being spies or anti-Soviet and so on and uh, and uh, trained the public that this, they were all, all around you they were within you and it could be you yourself and that is what we're seeing now with this war on terror for the new American century yes. policy yes. that, that uh, Cheney and Pearl and Wolfowitz and the rest of them planned in the 90s and published well, um, and Alan, what you're seeing is a, is a reign of terror on the minds of the public everywhere. When you say that Cheney and who was it? Wolfowitz. Okay, but there were people behind them. Oh, there was Pearl, too, Richard Pearl. Okay, but what I'm saying is yeah. it wasn't just them. Oh, I know. Because you've said this many times, and I've, I'm convinced yeah. that these people that we know of, that are out there in the limelight. Yeah, our front men. They're front men. Yeah. You they, they didn't plan anything. They they probably got together and smoked a few cigars and had a few drinks. Uh-huh. And they had all their paper in front of them because it was already laid out. Yeah. And, but they were the ones that were acknowledged and now becoming infamous for it. Yeah, you, you never, ever put your, your main men to the public. Oh, yeah. Because if you lost them, uh, then a good part of knowledge is gone. You always put someone who who who, who is very useful, but really is also uh, disposable if need be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's standard all down through the history. And they don't care. You know, they can be slammed. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you know, the media being controlled, uh-huh. they'll write their pieces yeah. to get their quote say in. Nothing ever happens to these people. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter to them whether they're being slammed in the eyes of the public, well, that's because the public for. to them is nothing yeah, a president but a and a prime minister. The, their job is to <coughs> take the heat. Right. They take the heat, and, and uh, it's a wrestling match for the public. Or, you know, you you slang giant yeah. mountain, uh, mountain man against giant haystack. And, and, and there are so many, oh my goodness, so so many movements afoot uh-huh. uh, to get Bush impeached. As though that's ever going to happen, Alan? It wouldn't make any difference, as we know, because whoever takes over is so right. born to the same agenda right. as he was. So, I mean, well, in other words, if he did get impeached, it would uh, be part of the plan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, John Kerry already said when he was running, and it was so funny at the time because uh, there was a Canadian from, from B.C. Who, who was actually managing the Kerry campaign for America. <laughs> <laughs> a Canadian citizen, <laughs> and and there was uh, David Frum from Canada as a main advisor to Bush. Yes. I mean, I thought, boy, this is a joke, you know. Yeah. And they were writing the scripts and everything for Americans to hear, <laughs> using all the Hollywood cliches and everything yeah. else. And I thought, boy, oh boy, you know. Yeah. It, it's a wonderful web they weave, indeed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the presidents and prime ministers. Um, just take the heat and we don't vote uh, a new government in what we do always is vote the old guys out we're so fed up that really is how democracy really is about you know democracy yeah and we don't vote anybody in or out do we no never in fact the the bureaucrats that have been lifelong bureaucrats in federal government 
uh, and the heads of those departments are not voted in by anybody. Most of them are unknown to the public yeah. and remain unknown, and yet they dialogue uh, uh, straight to the United Nations for all their, their parts of the yeah. agenda. You know, uh, back in 92 when I was campaigning for folk rights, uh -huh. I told you I was apolitical all my life. Mm -hmm. I knew nothing about politics. Yeah. I knew nothing pretty much about anything. But uh, I was very, uh, you know, taken in mm -hmm. by Bo, Bo Greit. Mm -hmm. Alan, I just lost my train of thought. I went, I went thinking out there so far mm -hmm. that I lost my train of thought. So I think maybe it was to do with his appearance after 9/11, after coming off the shortwave radio only about a month or two before, and uh, there he was, pictured on the congressional steps. Um, he just happened to be there, and so did the camera crew. And uh, he was asked, uh, Mr. Greitz, you know, was the most decorated uh, Vietnam veteran, etc. The man who'd done a few years on the shortwave, supposedly for Patriot Broadcast. The hero, yes. And there he was, he says, he was asked, who do you think probably blew up the towers? He says, it's probably those paranoid uh, black helicopter-seeing militia types that listen to the shortwave radio. Uh-huh. That's that's your front man, the yeah. man, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is the guy who who boasted when he left uh, the army that he left it with hip pocket orders. Uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> hip pocket orders. Well, yeah. I remember what I was going to say. You were talking about elections, uh -huh. and this is how naive I was, and how intense I was mm -hmm. about what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, when the. Uh, election was over uh -huh. this one guy said to me we need to start planning for the next election uh -huh. and Alan I looked at him and I meant this I said do you actually think that we're going to have another election in this country mm -hmm. and he said Jackie they have elections in Russia <laughs> yeah. they had them in the Soviet Union yeah. but to me at that time it was things were so intense that I thought well there will never be a, other elections again you know, because we've lost it. Yeah. Uh, but the whole point is, there aren't elections. Mm -hmm. Because they're all phony. They're all phony. Yeah. Um, it came out in Britain that Tony Blair... And I was, I've been waiting, because I always tell you who these guys are after once they leave, but he's not left yet. But they did declassify some information that said that he was recruited at university, Oxford, of course, by MI5 to go into left-wing groups and spy on them. So, so basically, MI5 put their own man in as prime minister. Wow. How's that? Well, like the CIA <laughs> probably puts their. Well, look at look at Daddy Bush. He worked for the CIA yeah. for years. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's such a farce to watch this the, the shenanigans continue, and the public continue to support them as though they're real people. Yeah. Well, yeah. and another thing that makes me feel sad uh -huh. is uh, the people. And yet I want to qualify this. Mm -hmm. uh, the people who sincerely, because they know that Bush is a bad guy, mm -hmm. and they are working very, very hard, hoping and praying that they'll get him uh, impeached, Alan. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and I look at it now, and I say, they don't even realize it, but they become the opposition that's necessary for this whole thing exactly. to continue. However, there's another way that I have of looking at this, uh -huh. because I know my sincerity, mm -hmm. Alan, when I first started out, 
I mean, she's, I was, I mean, my whole thing was saving the Constitution. And Alan, that's what I uh, went through my life savings for. And then I found out that our Constitution was a frame-up. Okay, but look, 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 just, you know, bear with me here. I started out that naive Mm-hmm. And that that much in love with my country, mm-hmm. with what the country stood for, even the flag, Alan. Yeah. I was one of those flag-waving Americans, proud to be an American. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is, uh, I look at it today, and oh my God! Mm-hmm. Uh, but how, how? See, not to put these people down. I guess that's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. because they're sincere. Yeah. And we don't realize when we're doing all this stuff mm-hmm. that we're just, uh, we're part of a plan. Mm-hmm. And Alan, I've wondered if you and I are part of a plan sometimes. Mm-hmm. In other words, I don't know, maybe we are cutting through the matrix. Well, I, I know that's the thing. I mean, eventually I'll give them so much stuff to do with the occult explanations. And, and I'm telling you, they're not buying it from the bookstores that the stuff I'll be, I'll be giving them. Um, and, and really, it'll open their eyes. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, it will open their eyes. Well, but I've often wondered that the time for it, you know. as, con- as controlled as this world is, mm-hmm. if uh, my being on the air mm-hmm. and imparting all the information that I did—I yeah. mean, it was a lot of it was on a political uh, vein. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we covered everything. We covered the educational system and mm-hmm. regional governance and states' rights and. Uh, just everything, Alan. Mm-hmm. We covered the con- chemtrails, and but um, maybe what each person does that is sincere, yeah. maybe they're exactly where they're supposed to be at that particular time, and maybe that's the opening for them, if you would. Mm-hmm. You know, like my first foray into this whole thing. Was campaigning for both rights for president. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, I felt sorry for the people that were campaigning for Ross Perot Allen mm-hmm. because I knew he was a phony. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how I knew he was a phony because he was on uh, mainstream uh, media. He was on exactly, all the. Exactly. However, yeah. I felt sorry for them. I felt compassionate mm-hmm. because I knew that what they were doing, they so believed in. Yeah. And here I am. Campaigning for Bo Wright. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's so. You know, one of the uh, new people to our website and the radio broadcast had written, and he said it looks like you know there's nothing that that we can do or should do. I just let it unfold. Uh, well, I said I uh, I think that would be saying okay. Nobody says anything, and they just steamroller. They're steamrollering over us. Yep. But basically, one of the part of the conversation was fighting against it. Mm-hmm. And I said maybe it has nothing to do with fighting against mm-hmm. something. Maybe it is taking a stand. Well, what I'm doing is for something, Alan, is, is telling them. Um, I mean, the people will choose where they want to go, and they are, even if they want to be willingly blind. But they're they're choosing where they want to go, and all I'm doing is telling them. And um, uh, I've no doubt that many of them will 
uh, like this, this world socialism, which is only a transitory phase to the next type of human, uh, which has been widely discussed in all the scientific papers and meetings. The Soviet man. The Soviet man, the real Soviet, yeah, the yes. real genetically made one. Yes, the Soviet man. And, and if they don't want to hold on to this thing called individual sentience as an intelligent being, an individual sentience, a unique creature, if they want to give that up, then for them, so be it. But personally, I won't, for me. But do you, did you hear what I said, though? Oh, yeah. well, I, basically, what he was talking about is somehow we have a have to have a plan to stop this. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying, Alan? Yeah. I don't see it being stopped. Mm-hmm. I see it being derailed. I think it's mm-hmm. been derailed down throughout the ages. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, you can certainly... Um uh, slow this thing down and yeah. try to get a breathing space while yeah. well, well, people catch up and really understand for itself where they're going. Yeah. Where they're being going. Exactly. And if they want to consent to it, uh, as I say, you give your power to the beast and on you go. But you, no one can ever say at the end of their life if they were asked, did you know what was happening? Yeah. Did you do anything about it? No. That's it. Gosh. That's the bottom line. What did you do with your life? Yeah, that's it. No one can say I didn't know. And then ask some creator, uh, now now let me go on from here. Why would you give anybody, anybody, that kind of gift uh, if they did nothing here for anyone else? Yes. Boy, that's a human thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. No, it it isn't. It's Christian. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. And and the New Age, too, are just the same. And I'm saying Christian in the sense Mm -hmm. that Christianity is today. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the teachings of one that we have known as Jesus. It never does. No. It, it's dogma that comes after it uh, that totally alters everything and you end up with decent classes of Christians. It's so sad. Well, yeah. You know, and um, divided and... Uh, well, and besides that, mm-hmm. what I've noticed so much is that there's so much uh, self-righteousness that always is and uh, judgmentalness. All religions. I mean, have that. they seem to know who's going to hell and who isn't. All religions have that. Really? All religions, you know. I mean, I've heard the top people of, of different religious sects bombasting everybody else. Oh yeah. And, and yet they themselves, you know, are supposed to be. Uh, some of them think they're godlike. Well, it's every religion. I I know what you mean. Yeah. But that's that's the pettiness of humanity. I had a friend one time. We used to have conversations. He was, uh, I would say, call it hellfire and brimstone, mm-hmm. uh, Christian. Yeah. Uh, he had even eyes that reminded remind me of what, quote, St. Paul would have looked like. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fire and, and just looking down on everybody. Yeah. And he looked at me one time because, you know, we had conversations. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me one time and he says, isn't it a shame, hon, that so many good people are going to go to hell? Yeah. And I said, who, Bobby? Like me? Mm-hmm. Because I don't, quote, believe the way you believe? Yeah. That's, but, but it was said with such pride. Oh, and I, I said, you know what? He, he, he also told me that because he was a divorcee and he had a daughter, that God was no longer in that home. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I... I said, well, I don't understand what you mean. He says, the man is the godhood. You know, that was by Paul that said that. Mm-hmm. The man is the godhood of the home. Mm-hmm. 
I said, are you telling me you actually believe that because you're not there, that our Heavenly Father is not there? And I said, Bobby, if you really believe it, and I know you love your wife, I mean, loved her, and she is the mother of your daughter, and I know you love your daughter. He was saying it with this boastful chest out, I'm going to heaven, they're going to hell. Well, you know, Socrates said it uh, thousands of years ago when he was talking about the, 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 the different sects they had in Greece at the time. He said, not content, he says, with making laws all about nature, meaning how nature worked. He says, now they're making laws about, about uh, the afterlife and, and the world to come. And the conditions to get there. Right. Nothing has changed. Right. Oh, man. Many people always go the same way. Wow. Well, you know what, Alan? I got to go. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. What you could do, though, is maybe ask again if you'll look up the site and um, help Jason out. Oh, you mean give the... Yeah. Alan, it's not even 10 till yet. Yeah, but I think it may have been between 10, 2, and 5, 2. It is not. Uh It's no, but what I mean, the, when the call will come here. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, if they get a busy signal, they'll call you back, won't they? Well, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you could explain that because and because there's so much on that site. They're getting all at three. Yeah, well, I've got something I was going to bring up anyway, and I'm going to bring it up. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I made a couple notes while we were talking, mm-hmm. and I will, of course, mention the site. Um, uh, but about how they use entertainment. To get things in our head, yeah, and the, what's happening right now with the immigration thing? Yeah, well, they've had a movie about it already. Oh yeah, the Second American Civil War. Alan, yeah. thank you. Now, whoa, where are you going to be? So I think it's called KSmith.com. What, say say that again. Yeah, or KevinSmith.com. Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's is a, it's on, it, it's only on the uh, internet. Yeah. Okay, Smith or KevinSmith.com? Kevin. You think it's Kevin? KevinSmith.com. KevinSmith.com, uh-huh. and you're going to be on at 10 p.m.? Till 12. Yep. Oh, 10 to 12. Yeah. Okay. All right, Alan. Thanks for being here tonight. Yes, oh, boy, I hope... Okay, you hang up and see what happens. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, folks, I guess we're okay. I'd, I wasn't sure I was going to get a dial tone or not. Um, let me give you uh, Alan's website for those of you who aren't aware of it. I can't imagine any of you aren't. It's cutting through the matrix, cutting through the matrix.com, and it's linked there from Sweet Liberty. Um, and his address, his phone number is there on the site, and you might want to take a look. Go in the books, the three books that he has written, cutting through the matrix. Uh, cutting through is what it is. He calls it the matrix. I called it BS because it is. Uh, but you can actually read excerpts of his book, and I, I don't. Whatever. Anyway, that uh, you can help and see by getting the books, you're actually helping yourself too. It's exactly what you're doing. What I wanted to mention, uh, <laughs> when he was talking about how they use entertainment, uh, I had mentioned this, Alan, before. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the air or not, 
there was a movie put out, and I'm relating this to what's happening today with the immigration thing, the, the, the oh, my God, the insanity, uh, the Latinos, the Mexicans, even Mexican citizens, I mean American citizen Mexicans, um, they're having a big rally. They They claim that they're taking over America. America is a white and aging America. They're not having babies. And th- that they're taking over America. Now, I, I want to remind you that a few years ago, probably about four years ago, maybe five, USA Today, I have the newspaper here, a big headline, and it said right on the front page, if you can't speak Spanish, you may be left behind. Okay? What is happening today, just know this, folks. It is so planned. It has been so planned for so long. And when you, and I know that Alan and I talked about this. When you think about the American Civil War, and it was a, a war of northern aggression, it had nothing to do with slavery, and that is true. But what they did is they wound up with a standing army a standing army for the first time in this country and remember excuse me oh my god we're out of time well grandfather is running slow I'm going to have to fix him uh, we'll be back with you next Wednesday night folks and it's 10 it will be 10 p.m. very shortly eastern time and if you want to hear Alan kevinsmith.com and I'll be back with you, uh, as I said, probably with Alan next Wednesday night. Okay, so I talked myself right through what I wanted to talk to you about, but it's all right, I guess. We'll see you next Wednesday night, folks. Tune in Monday and Tuesday to Sweet Liberty for Darren Week. I promise you, everything he has to say is worth your time listening. Good night, folks, and God bless you.